game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. To McDavid's side of the net, chase on to Neil, back door, one-timer, score! Leon Dreisettle has his second of the night, and Edmonton has regained the lead! 46 seconds into the third period, the game winner tonight, Leon Dreisaitl on the power play. He had two power play goals tonight, and the Edmonton Oilers end their two-game losing streak as they beat the Vancouver Canucks 3-2. 29 games into the season, the Oilers have yet to lose three games in a row. 17-9-3 is their record, 10-6-1 on the road. Miko Koskinen solid in net again. He makes 29 saves. His record goes to 10-2-2. The Oilers win tonight without Zach Cassian day-to-day with a back problem. Ryan Nugent Hopkins didn't play for the fourth straight game. Chris Russell did not play tonight, came back to Edmonton to be with his wife as uh, they welcome another child into their family. So the Oilers overcome all that to get the victory tonight. Thanks a lot for joining us. It is 10.50 Overtime Open Line presented by Heartland Ford along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. We'll have post-game reaction from Vancouver as we move through the show. Well, special teams vital again, Rob. Last night, Vancouver was 1-for-3 on the power play. The Oilers were 0-for-3 and gave up a shorthanded goal. Vancouver won the game 5-2. Tonight, Edmonton 2-for-2 on the power play and 2-for-2 on the penalty kill. Yeah, no, we've talked since the beginning of the season that penalty killing, power play, and... Uh, good goaltending is is the key to winning hockey games and the Oilers have gotten all three with consistency throughout the season. They've got great goaltending and Koskinen gives them another outstanding effort tonight. Their power play and penalty killing are both at the top of the the National Hockey League and tonight were were excellent. You can't take silly penalties against the Edmonton Oilers and tonight the Vancouver Canucks, Louis Erickson took two dumb penalties and the Oilers made him pay and took a net inopportune times. The, the Canucks have a 2-1 lead, feeling good about themselves on home ice, playing pretty good 5-on-5. Five five. Markstrom looks good in net. And you take a penalty in the middle of the ice that was needless and careless. And then uh, just a dumb one where you stick your, your rear end out uh, to, to help a teammate who had already beaten his players. So those two penalties uh, allowed the Oilers to, to get their you know, star-studded power play on the ice and they took advantage of it. So I know that after last night's game that Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl wanted to come back and have good games tonight. You could see they had jump right from the beginning, and they were the two stars for the Oilers tonight. So it was a, a a nice game of retribution for the Oilers tonight, getting the win in Vancouver. So McDavid gets a couple of assists. He's up to 51 points on the season. Draisaitl gets two goals. He's up to 50 points. First Oilers teammates to hit 50 points in less than 30 games played since Gretzky and Curry did it in 84-85. And in the last 25 years, here are all the players who have hit 50 points in 29 or fewer games. Lemieux did it twice. Yager, Crosby, Francis, Forsberg, and now both Leon and Connor tonight. It's a pretty good company, isn't it? 
Yeah, well, I know their scoring is up in the National Hockey League this year. For I think sure a factor. Pasternak had, what's he, 24th goal of the season tonight for, for the Bruins. I mean, he's on pace for over 70 goals. So, yeah, 20, 25th. 25th, 25th goal, goal, so even better. Uh, uh, the way that the league is set up right now, the Stars are able to be Stars. Uh, power plays are, are just incredibly effective nowadays. And this is the way the game is supposed to be played. But even having said that, there's still having teammates doing what they're doing. And when Connor and Leon don't have two points in a game, you're like, oh, what happened to them tonight? They, they seem dangerous every time they step on the ice. Uh, they are leading this team. They're, they're, they're taking them into uncharted waters right now, again, on top of the, the Pacific Division, one of the top teams in the National Hockey League. And a game that they needed to win. This was an important one. You didn't want to drop back-to-back to a division rival. And they came in, and, and the one thing that they... And this is what the Oilers are much better at this year, learning from their mistakes. The last two games, they played loose, as, as Dave Tippett said. They weren't good defensively. They gave up a number of odd man rushes against, and they just played into the hands of the opposition. Tonight, a much better defensive effort by the team. And because and we said before the game, if the Oilers are going to win, it's got to be 2-1 or 3-2. They come through with a 3-2 victory. All right, and that means a $75 donation to 630 Chet Santa's anonymous courtesy Ascended Financial. When the name of the game is life, there is Ascended Financial. Visit CoveredAlberta.ca. That total for the season now up over 2200 bucks to 630 Chet Santa's anonymous. Tomorrow at 11, I'll be at Rogers Place for the Oil Kings News Conference to unveil their teddy bear toss game jerseys. They, That's I think cool. they're going to try and top last year's. They got a lot of talk last year with the full-on teddy bear look with the little tail uh, on, on the back of the sweater. So I'm looking forward to see what they roll out with tomorrow. Well, if I, who, who designs these? I'm not sure. Off the fight. Yeah, that'd be kind of neat. I mean, I'm not sure if they do the same person every year or if they, they go of, around. A lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. You have a really, really well, cool one. Every yeah. junior team's doing it. A lot of minor league teams. That is neat, and it's for a great cause. 6.30, Chad Santa's anonymous. Okay, uh, the, the officiating was a story tonight. First of all, w- when Vancouver scored their first goal, was it Benning or Bear? It was Benning. Bear. Bear. Bear, sorry. Yeah. Right, Benning got hurt later. Uh, Bear's stick hit Besser in the face as the puck was crossing the line, and it looked like he was cut. Oh, he was. They, they, they showed a close-up of the towel, and it was covered in blood. So I th- so the, the way I thought that should have been called was it's a four-minute penalty. The goal going in negates the one power play, so I, I thought Vancouver was going to get a power play to that. They did not. No. Now, maybe there's some other interpretation, but that's how I understood what probably was what I thought was going to happen there. But- it, that that makes sense. I mean, it, it, a guy shouldn't get cut wide open on a goal and there not be a penalty. So, I mean, what you said makes sense because blood is four minutes. Right. So, okay, you scored the goal. That would have wiped out the first penalty. You're going to get another power play for two minutes because there's blood. And and I realize Benning's stick was not... Bear's stick. Uh, sorry. Yep. Bear's stick was not above his shoulders because Besser was down on the ice, but you're supposed to be responsible yep. for your stick and be, and be safe. Yep. Uh, I, I totally disagree with Patrick Russell's goal being taken off the board on the on the goalie interference challenge. The league has, it, like, they don't put out a very detailed statement. No. I, I wish they would. Uh, they have said both, both Haas and Granlin committed goalie interference on the play. There was jostling. Uh, there were Canucks players around yeah, you know, Markstrom couldn't move the way he wanted. I didn't think an Oiler went out of his way to make contact. And here's what, fru- and I know you disagree with me, Rob, mm-hmm. but I'll, I'll just give my spiel first. What frustrates me about that is you're taking a goal off the board on what is not an egregious penalty. 
And to me, the point of go- of video review is to overturn egregious misses, some l- like that offside that was missed several years ago that opened up this whole Pandora's but, box. But if that's a 50-50 call, why overturn it? Stick with the call on the ice. Yeah, but it's not to overturn egregious calls, though. It's that's, not, but it's not though Gary because Gary told me that in an interview. But that's not, that but that's not true. But that's not true because a, a an offside that's one inch offside is a no goal. Right, but they so say that's, that's not ob- egregious. They're saying that's obvious. They're but that's saying, not egregious though. A, okay, obvious. They're okay, saying, but the, the NHL is saying if a skate is one inch off the ice, it's off the ice, and it's obviously yes, offside. Yes, I agree. Well, to me, on this one here, it was obvious that he pushed the goalie, and he did. Granlin pushed the goalie when he was on the ice. Now, it wasn't an awful push, and it didn't throw him back, but it was obvious he did push the goalie, and it was in the goalie's way coming across. It wasn't egregious, but it was obvious. I don't know about that. I, I, just, I, just, don't, I, I just think that's hockey, that players sometimes wind up in the crease and things happen. Well, it, yeah, but it is, but if you're going to have rules in the rule book, then you have to call them. I, I mean, to me, it, then change the rule. Well, to me, get rid of veto challenge. Well, I'm fine if with it, that, if, too. Again, if it were me... I would only I would only use video review for the goal line technology. Yep. Was the puck over the line or not? I'm fine with that. Because too many times these things happen, and not just in Oilers games. And, and, and by the way, I'm, I'm not just, well, we are talking about because it it's an Oilers game, but I mean, look, I, I was fine with Larson's five-minute penalty the other night, mm-hmm. as, as was Rob. Rob yep. and I don't agree on this. But there are, there are too many situations where viewers of the sport are left scratching their heads and they're saying, why did we delay the game for three minutes to arrive at that decision? Oh, I agree with that. And, I, and to me, I'd get rid of the, the offside one. if it's an Well, inch. I would if definitely you, get rid of the If offside. you can't see it with a naked eye and you have to slow down the thing so slow to find out if he was a half an inch offside that had no bearing on the play, then I don't think the goal should be disallowed. Well, to me, if anything, the video challenge for the offside has proven to me how good the lines been. Oh, they're incredible, Because yes. when, they, when they miss one, it's one where you would never think, oh, Oh, that might have been offside. Now, there's the guys on the bench have to watch. I mean, I talked to Jeremy Cooper, the Oilers video coach this summer, and every zone entry he's looking at mm-hmm. it right away. And he's in Gulletson's ear saying, you know, don't worry if they score on this fortune. Yeah. It was offside 30 seconds ago. It's because they have the the blue line cams that we, we usually don't get to look at until until the replay. But th- that's and, – and you know what? It's not just – it's it's, you know, a lot of stuff in the CFL. NFL has, has added some stuff. Well, baseball, they're going to—they're talking about having the a video called balls and strikes. Well, they're, they're doing try- it in one league. Yeah, this they're doing summer. it trying I, to see. I yeah, the commissioner. I, I think I told you that. Yeah. Uh, to me, I think referee error and human error is part of the game. I, I do. So, I mean, I don't. If if you can't see, if it's not blatant, it shouldn't be changed. The problem is, and this is what the the NHL screwed up with, is there was an offside that was 20 feet offside. How many? I don't know how many years ago now. It's five years ago, five six, or six years. years ago. That's happened like once, once. in the history of the yeah. league. Yeah, and the and it's changed. All of this has been added. All these uh, video replays have been added because of that one mistake. And now goals are being taken away for players that are one inch offside, and I think that's stupid. And this and one tonight again. It, when I played, like, I remember you'd lay on the goalie on purpose. You'd fall on the goalie on purpose. You punch him while you're down there, and if the ref doesn't see, the ref doesn't see, and you get an advantage. But in the rule book, this says if you impede or if you interfere with a goalie, it's no goal. And unfortunately, Haas bumped him and then Granlin punched him. Now, I, I don't know the Granlin punch had any bearing on Markstrom whether he's going to stop the puck or not, but that's in the rule book. And I, I just, I agree. I take video replay right out. 
Well, I'd leave it in for goal. Just on the goal, they're across the goal line. Some goals are missed because there was the McDavid goal where the puck was under Quick's glove. But still, I still think it would be worth it for for goal line technology because usually it's concluded. Well, last night, Vancouver wouldn't have got a goal. Gravac shot was in and out so fast. The refs on the ice said no goal. Yeah, you're and right. And they blew the horn. If they didn't have video, yeah. And that's, and that's the right call. But yep. a lot of the other stuff, it, it it slows the game down. And it's obviously a sensitive topic for Oilers fans and probably will be for the next 90 years until everybody who saw the Tal- the Talbot Kessler play in 2017 has, has uh, left the earth. <laughs> so. I mean, it, that was, what is the word you kept using? That was egregious. Egregious. That was egregious. Yes. Is there a, is there a word bigger than egregious? Because that was bigger than egregious. That one you didn't need a video replay. You well, had you had eight hundred thousand people in Edmonton having that video, saw it. Having video replay didn't didn't help because the the goal stood. Anyway, uh, it did a tough break. It took the goal away from Patrick Russell, who we're going to make the fourth start tonight for White Eagle Homes, built from the homeowner's perspective with thousands of personalization options. Visit WhiteEagleHomes.ca. I will say this about Patrick Russell: he now knows how it feels to score his first NHL goal, <laughs> even though he's never actually scored it. And you feel for him, honestly, you do. And, and as soon as the puck went in the net. And you and I get excited because we're fans of Patrick Russell. As soon as I went in the net and I said to you, I go, I, you know what, this one might be coming back. And we're like, I hope it doesn't come back. Just for this poor kid finally gets, uh, I mean, your first National Hockey League goal after having a chance early in the year, a wide open net and missing the net and hitting the post. And he has played well. I, I, that line was very good tonight. I know they kept the fourth line from last night together again tonight because they had a little chemistry. Uh, they did everything they needed to do. And unfortunately, uh, on a, a video call, the kid loses his first goal. I hope it comes soon for him because he's he's very deserving of a goal the way he's playing. Well, I remember he hit, was that the second game of the year? He hit, hit the, the wide open post with the, with the goal on the pitch yes. for next year. He'll get there eventually. Oilers win 3-2 tonight. We'll have post-game reaction in a couple minutes. 7 and we have Cam standing by. Go ahead, Cam. Guys, how's it going? Good. Okay, that's a big two-game set. I mean, uh, I didn't think last night we were bad. What did you guys think of last night? I didn't get a chance to call in. I didn't think we were very good last night. I thought yeah, the Oilers, yeah, the Oilers were terrible defensively. Gave up a number of odd man breaks. It was not a good game last night. Did you think that Vancouver took it to the boys physically? I, I mean, I thought they did. Do you think that? Well, I'm not going to put words in your mouth. If yeah, it happened... The Oilers, the, the Vancouver Canucks were very physical last night. And I thought, and I said after the first period, that was the most physical I'd seen a team play against the Oilers all year long. They came out and they were hitting last night in the first period. Do you think that that would bring, to, to the, uh, in terms of need, would there be any need for us to get... It seems like every team that's ever won it over the years has always had that big sort of... I don't want to say the word plug, but that nope. big strong. No, nope. the, o- nope. the others got and The others got Nurse. The others got toughness. They got Kara. They don't need any more toughness. I think most game, I most game that the others play, they are much more physical than the opposition. I get it, Brownie. I, I was talking about the big, big D-man that can withstand that. You can, can show up a lot of minutes in those physical situations. Because it just seems like every team has one of those big, you know, slightly immobile, strong guys. That's who, that's what Larson is for the Oilers. You don't think you think he's that he's that guy? No. Well, I think that's his. I don't think the Oilers are going to go out and get another defenseman. That the one thing the Oilers have is defense defensive well, depth. Right. So I don't think they're going to go out and get another defenseman. Yeah, it's good. It's an interesting question, Luke Cameron. Like we we all know the physic. I mean, the game is still very physical. 
Um, yeah. Perhaps, I mean, obviously there's way less fighting, there's way less action after the whistle. I, I just thought, Cam, I thought Vancouver owned the slot both defensively and offensively last night. Better body position, better stick battles, better clearing the puck, better getting open looks on net, and, and probably physicality weighed into that to some extent. It's not a, I mean, it's, it's not a super physical D. I just, there's going to be some matchups that you're going to just, you're going to be good in transition against, but there's going to be some matchups that just are not going to be good. One thing I was going to say here too, um, <clears throat> as far as just a, two questions, or one question I wanted to mention something. I want to mention just from the historical part of things, this would have been before you were playing. When did you first start playing junior, Rob? I was 15. And how, how what year? Um, so the 85? No, it would have been earlier. 82, 83, I think. Oh, yeah. Somewhere around that, there. Archibald, I was going to say that his dad, would you have played against him in the NHL? Um, no, I was funny because there's a guy that Archibald I used to play junior against, Dave Archibald, and I looked it up to see if it was if yeah. that was his dad. But his his dad, I think, was Jim Archibald. Jim, so Dave was Portland, correct? Yep, yep. Jim I don't Archibald. I don't remember Jim. Sorry. Oh my goodness, there was a Moose Jaw Canucks team that Chelios was on, um, and Jim Archibald. It was just a terror. And if you remember those PA Raider teams, it used to just be a, a terror in junior A. Yeah, and, I played uh, against those PA teams. They were scary. They, they were. were, and that Mushta team was as good as those teams. That was with Chelios. I just wanted to say that this uh, Archibald is just kind of a blast from the past team out there. The other thing I was going to say is, um, or ask about here, and this is not, I, I was never a big Taylor Hall fan. Do you, like, aside from the contracts and all those things and how it would work and whether it's a fit or not, do you guys see Taylor Hall being a good if you could get him, is he a good fit for this room? I'll just I'll hang up and Okay, thanks, Cap. See you. Uh, f- honestly, I don't think I can comment on if he's a fit for the room because I'm not in the room. I know that Taylor Hall had a bunch of really good friends here. I know that the Oilers, when they brought in their superstar, Connor McDavid, they had him live with Taylor Hall. I mean, if, it was, if he was as horrible as some of the rumors were, they're not going to put the, the franchise in with him and, and learn bad bad traits uh, I just I honestly don't think Taylor Hall's coming here I think there's honestly zero chance I just he's going to be he's going to command a huge price in the off season and he'll be commanding more than what Leon Dreisaitl makes and I don't think you can pay him more than Leon Dreisaitl makes here in Edmonton and then you're going to find yourself you're going to be in the same situation that Toronto's in where they've got all those high priced talent and they can't find guys to, to fill the bill because they got too much money in three or four or five players. So I don't think Taylor Hall's here. I would not trade for Taylor Hall because you're going to have to give up a, a King's Ransom to get him, and you may only have him for a few months. And I don't, I, I just, I think that's silly to do it that way. I'd wait to the summer, and if you want to make a run for him then, fine, but I wouldn't give up assets to get him now. Oilers win 3-2 over the Canucks. Uh, I just want to go back to Camp's point, too. I, I do think there are some teams whose whose forward core, St. Louis along mm-hmm. those lines, yep. will be able to grind. Well, they're the, the Stanley Cup down, champions. Down a little bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. That there's a reason they won the Stanley Cup because they're yeah, capable I mean, de- of doing definitely. that. Yeah, I, I think he was saying that you know there certainly are are tougher mm-hmm. matchups where that wouldn't be in the Oilers' favor. No, you're right. But it, is it 
every other team in the league? No, I don't no. think so. No, and there's going to be teams that the Oilers match up better against because of the way their lineup is set up. So it, the, the Oilers aren't going to trade for, for a big, strong defenseman because they've got defensemen coming up. They've got a couple of young kids that are a year or two away to, to being stars in the league here, and they've got a number of guys under contract. They got The Oilers are, are set in the defensive position for a while. The Oilers need help, though, in, on the wings, and they need help as a number three center. I think that's what uh, Ken Holland will be looking at trying to to, to find for before this season is out. All right, 3-2, the Oilers win it. Leon Dreisaitl scored twice, both on the power play. Here he is. It's not a pretty pretty game, not a pretty win, but, you know, um, no one's going to ask how, how we won this game um, at the end of the day. So uh, it's a big two points for us. And, um, you know, like you said, it's a gritty effort by, um, you know, throughout, uh, throughout the whole lineup. That third period was impressive because after you guys took the lead, you didn't give anything. They barely got a decent chance. What was the key in that third? Yeah, we did a good job today. Um, you know, we, we shut them down. We kept playing forwards. We kept... Uh, pushing pucks uh, forward and, and um, yeah, we, we played them played them in their end for, for the most part so um, it's a good, uh, good third period by us. Tough not to feel bad for Patrick Russell, he, you know, he's getting so close he gets the goal. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really too bad, I mean um, you know, you, you get so excited for a guy like that you know, first on the goal obviously um, but yeah it sucks, but you know, he's going to get uh, he's gonna get one here here soon, and um, you know that that one will will count. I think. Yeah, a lot of injuries and lineup adjustments and stuff. How does how does it uh, how does it like to win a game like this when, when that uh, kind of happens? Yeah, it's huge, but you know every team has that. Every team goes goes through injuries. Obviously, um, we're battling that a little bit right now, and, and it's tough. Uh, you never want to um, you know play play games with with guys being injured. Sorry, but. Um, you know, you need guys stepping up, and, and we had that tonight again. Your goaltender played pretty well in Colorado. Must be nice to actually, you know, get the W form tonight. Yeah, as you'd, uh, we let him let him hang in a little bit in Colorado. So, um, you know, we obviously wanted to get this one for him, and um, he was, was very good again tonight. Leon Dreisaitl up to 18 goals on the season. Power play goal in the second period. Power play goal early in the third. That makes the difference this evening as the Oilers beat Vancouver 3-2. Final shots were 31-28 for the Canucks. We gave Patrick Russell the fourth star. The three stars were Dreisaitl, Levo, and McDavid. McDavid plays 23-33 tonight. Dreisaitl plays 20-53, goes 63%. In uh, the face-off circle, he led the Oilers in shots with five for the Canucks. Jordy Ben was their shots-on-goal leader with seven. Uh, Bo Horvat plays 24-18. Tough night in the face-off circle for him. Wins eight out of 24. Two other stats you want to notice, too. Adam Larson, five block shots. Oscar Clefbaum, eight block shots. And Matthew Benning, two, one with his head, one oh. with his ankle, and that knocked him out of well, the game tonight. Well, tough night for Benning. He he gets back, and uh, we'll get to Dave Tippett next, and he'll he'll probably comment on it. But uh, Dave Tippett or Matt Benning takes a shot. Was that Ben that shot that one? Sorry, Levo shot that one in the first period. And it, and I at first I thought it hit him on 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 the head. I, th- I think the, it did though. I think yeah, I thought it hit him on the bottom of his helmet. Okay, is where I thought it hit him. And then he comes back in the game and blocks a shot in the second period and doesn't come back after that. This was after the last time he played Vander Kane. Two-handed him across the face. You know, it was it was an accidental it, it, slash, yeah. but it was it was a slash. So uh, <laughs> it's been a, it's been a tough last what 
30 minutes of hockey for, for poor Matt Benning. Oh, yeah. Finally gets into the game tonight. And, uh, I mean, the, the second one, the one that knocked him out of the game, that's that, that saved a great scoring chance. I was a two-on-one with the two best players on the Vancouver Canucks, and they get no shot on net because of a good block by, by Matthew Benning. Hopefully it's just precautionary, and it's not any length of time that he's out. Rob, Miko Koskinen. Outstanding again. He's he's ten two and two on the year, and and it's and it's funny. You and I at the beginning of the season, and we get asked all the time because we're around. We see all the games are around the team. We get asked, are the Oilers a playoff team? That was I, I got asked all summer long. Got asked during training camp, and I said I cannot be honest with you, because I too many question marks in net. I said, uh, defensively, I think the defense, it's good enough to be a playoff team. Forwards, they brought in new players, I think it's good enough to be a playoff team. But I didn't know what the question marks in that. Smith coming off uh, his worst season in the National Hockey League, and we all witnessed what we saw the second half of the season with Koskinen. Uh, Koskinen uh, has surprised me at how well he's played. He has been outstanding. He's given them quality goaltending every time he's stepped in into the crease. And again tonight, uh, he's outplaying the goalie on the opposite end. There's no weak goals. There's no bad rebounds. He looks calm. He looks confident. He looks very sure of himself. To me, the reason that the Oilers are where they are, and I understand that They've got two superstars that both have 50 points on the season. They've got Kaskin having a career year, and they've got Bear, who's playing uh, uh, out of this world compared to where we all thought he would be this year. But the biggest reason for me right now has been the goaltending has put them where they are in the in the playoff race. And Koskinen, if he hasn't stolen the crease yet and become the number one guy, it's got to be very close because he has given them quality start after quality start. Well, and with Mike Snow, Mike Smith is day-to-day. Sometimes that means, like, literally one day. Sometimes you're... And sometimes players start off day-to-day and then they're on IR. Um, But, I mean, maybe now we might see Koskinen for three, four starts in a row if Smith isn't 100%. Smith did not dress tonight. Stuart Skinner came up from the farm. He was the backup. I would Well, you're going to see Koskinen in the next game and against the Senators, and then I guess you're going to have to see where Smith is. I mean, obviously, we have no idea what the injury is, let alone how long he's going to be out. But Koskinen has outplayed Smith. Smith has been good. Smith has given him quality starts. But Smith has had... Uh, a, a little bit of a roller coaster. He's had a couple bumps along the way. Koskinen hasn't. He's been excellent. And uh, tonight again, Markstrom was, was very good in net for the Vancouver Canucks, but he wasn't as good as Koskinen. Koskinen, the difference between this year and last year, Koskinen has made a big save at a big moment, where last year he did not. Oilers win 3-2 tonight. Prav texting in. And remember, our call, our number to text is now the same number it is to call, 780-496-0063. So if you're texting 630-630, it's going to Rob's old flip phone, <laughs> flip phone in the closet. In the the uh, iPhone closet. 1. Yep, my <laughs> iPhone 1's getting a lot. Prav says, how about that strong fourth line has been in creating momentum? It seems like uh, that's the only line that's staying together with all the injuries. Well, you gave uh, Russell the, the, the four-star of the game, and it was on the backs of the way his line played tonight. They were excellent. Um, Depth scoring and depth players took a lot of heat in the first 10, 15 games of the season. In the last half, the last 15 games, the depth scoring has been there, and they have been getting the job done. And tonight, again, excellent job by the fourth line. All right, we have Maui Zach checking in. Maui Zach, good to hear from you again. Go ahead. Oh, thanks, guys. Um, uh, So I got a couple comments and then an observation. Um... So Colorado, that was just plain awful. 
last night Vancouver not good tonight acceptable to good that, that was uh, with a depleted lineup that was pretty good effort tonight and obviously a good result uh, the next comment is Patrick Russell oh man I think I think now correct me if I'm wrong it might have been preseason but early in the season isn't that the second one he's had called back I'm no, he didn't sure. have he didn't have one called back, but he the he was out with an empty net, and it was in regular season, and he had a wide open net with an empty net, and he kind oh, of fanned Connor on it. put it off the post. Yeah, yes. and he and he fanned on it and missed the wide open net. So yeah, it wasn't called back, <laughs> but he should have scored. <laughs> Maybe that's what yes. I <laughs> okay, and then my last comment in the, in the uh, in the interest of finding something to complain about on a night we win. Um, you know what I'm tired of, and maybe I'm old school, but is the flipping the puck out of the zone. We are we were in the dead puck era, and now we're in the flipping puck era. I mean, it's driving me a bit crazy. I understand for, from time to time it's a good play, uh, but, man, how about firing it out and putting it on somebody's tape? That Thanks. would make me happy. Thanks, Bowie, Zach. It, it, <laughs> it, it is something that is used as a, a safety play. It's one of those if you're under pressure and you can't see – or don't have the time to see where you can put the puck safely, throw it up in the air and throw it up as high as you can. I know there's, there's certain teams that are very good at using it as an offensive opportunity. You know, you've got a guy like a McDavid or... or, or well, Russell flipped Russell flip what up this year. And you, you skate into it. It's really hard for a defenseman on the defending team to try and time where that puck is coming down, knowing that someone's coming full speed at you. Uh, was it last year or the year before where Matt Benning three or four times the puck bounced wrong for him that he couldn't really play it properly and scoring opportunities were coming the other way that is defensemen will never take that out of their repertoire it is the easiest thing to do and it gets them out of trouble very quickly the flippy puck year is our adjustment of the game for the alberta college and association of chiropractors if it hurts see a chiropractor visit albertachiro.com oilers win it three two over the canucks let's hear from head coach dave tippett on that gritty effort to be able to come, you know, win that game with the top six forwards on well, we knew we were going to have to, it was going to take a full team effort tonight and especially missing a few guys and then we lost Benning during the game. Uh, so we just, you know, we, our goaltender played well, our special teams were pretty good and uh, we knew it was going to be, you know, back to back. Both teams are tired, so it's, uh, we grind out a win. That's what it was about. Was the third period most impressive? I mean, you didn't get as much play in the in the first and second, but in the third, you really seemed to shut it down and c- control the game. Yeah, we were. I thought we were pretty good, even though you know they had a little momentum there early. But but we had some good looks. But our guys, I like the way we dug in. You know, it's uh, it's funny how it goes. You think about that. They cut us the first game at home off a road off a road trip, and we cut them the first game at home off a road trip, right? So. It, there's something to that, but uh, I was happy. Our guys competed hard. Our goaltender was good. Our big guys really played well tonight. So it was a good, good two points. And now we move on. Some amazing bad luck for Benning, especially after coming back. Yeah, it? that's that's tough one right there. You know, just just coming back from concussion and then get one off the head again. So hopefully he's all right. We'll, we'll see where he's at the next few days. Was it the one in the head that, that got him or the, or the foot? Uh, I think it's more head that, uh, that we're dealing with, yeah. Did he, Dave, did he get like pulled out again from the spotter or was that just precautionary from you? Uh, no, I think they pulled him out again. I, I don't know that for sure, but but I know he was. Uh, they were very cautious with him. Archibald didn't have a point coming in this game. What did you like about him that you wanted to play him up on the corner? 
he plays hard. He's quick. You know, he's he's been snake bit a little bit. Uh, it's funny, uh, Jimmy Playfair said before the game, I'm betting on Archie getting his first win tonight. So it was good to see. But we we're just trying to spread our lines. We, you know, with playing last night, we wanted to play four lines tonight. We just spread it around and. Uh, and with our injury situation, we're just plugging guys in, and, and uh, I was happy to see him get on the board tonight. Did you feel it was just a matter of time with him? Or did you like the? Yeah, you know, he's played. He's played well. He's been a big part of our penalty kill, and you know he's not getting points, which every player likes to get points. But he's still doing some good things for us. So it's good to see him get rewarded, get on the scoreboard. I'm sure he's relieved at that, but he's been a pretty good player for us. Were you surprised by Patrick Russell's disallowed goal? Yes. Yes. Yeah. What was the explanation that you got? Said that the goalie didn't get back and set to make the save, but in my view, he certainly does. He plants his foot on the post and comes across. So that was uh, that's a little puzzling for me. That one. Does it? You feel bad for Patrick because he's yeah, done everything. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's the other part of it. I, I don't like the goal disallowed, and and when it's the guy's first goal in the NHL, I don't like it even more. I was just saying, Connor and Leon, like, as teammates, that's the fastest to 50 points in 24 years. Like, do you run out of superlatives for those two at this point? Or? Uh, they're good players. They, uh, you know, they, they make stuff happen out there. I thought they both really good tonight. Connor was uh, really had his legs tonight, and playing them on opposite lines, they, uh, you know, we asked them to carry some guys with them, and they did. Uh, Koskinen was very good in Colorado. You, know, you yeah. and everyone else was very disappointed at the way that the team played around him. Yeah. I guess uh, much happier by the way things went tonight. Yeah, I mean, he's played steady, just really solid. And we didn't help much out much in Colorado, but he came back with another big game tonight, so it's good to see. I know Smith is out, uh, and he has played some very good games, but do you think this is an opportunity to give him a little bit more? Well, we'll yeah, we'll see where Smitty's at. We've got to, we'll, we'll do that, but Costco... Uh, you know, we'll get him back up and going there. And if Schmidt is going to be out for a bit, we feel like we got a guy that can play. Just going back to that third period, the way you guys were able to shut it down, I guess, is that just a system thing? Or how, how, how did you see kind of your team respond? I think it was a real commitment from our players that, that we wanted to play a solid period. You know, we didn't play as well as we liked last night. And our guys, we felt... You know, it was, it was funny how third period, we, when you're chasing a game, you use a lot of energy. Third period, we looked like we didn't have a lot of energy last night, and tonight we had looked like we had lots of energy. So we wanted to use everybody and make sure everybody was involved, and uh, it's, it's amazing. The bench was lively. I mean, you just the guys, were, the guys were really dug in, so it was good to see. Thanks, Dave. Dave Tippett, head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. They're 17-9-3. Also, his record as coach of the Oilers. After beating the Canucks 3-2, whenever Edmonton scores five or more in a game, you can go to the Oilers page on 630ched.com and print up a coupon for a free appetizer to Japanese Village, AAA steak, succulent seafood cooked at your table. Celebrate your senses. Andy S. texting in. He says, I agree about the superior goaltending for the Oilers this year. I'm not the only one seeking more games from the big Finn. The team plays more relaxed with Miko in net. He is their guy. And Andy writes in, uh, another Andy writes in from Chicago. He says, I continue to love Bears' poise with the puck and his ability to manage the offensive blue line. Impressive win given the circumstances. Yeah, Bear, Bear's been a revelation. I mean, he's a guy that took an opportunity with a, someone being out and injured and, and jumped in there, and he's played with poise. He's played with confidence. Uh, he, if you just follow, and we used to call it the ISO cam when we played, when you just watch one guy for, for two, three shifts in a row, just keep all focus on him. If you put the ISO cam on Ethan Bear and see the little plays he makes in his own zone, uh, very 
confident plays. He'll have uh, two guys on him. He'll turn into traffic and then find the right outlet pass. He always seems to make the right play. He's very heady. He's got very good hockey IQ. And, uh, and, and we talked about their power play, their penalty killing, their two stars, their goaltending. But another big reason the Oilers are where they are has been the play of Ethan Bear. I mean, they got him playing on their, their top unit, playing big minutes. And that allows other players to play in the roles where they belong, where a Benning and a Russell get to play in the third pairing. Clefbaum and Larson now playing in a, a second pairing. So Bear has been excellent this year. All right, quiet night in the NHL. The Bruins beat the Canadians 3-1. Uh, that's, what, eight games without a win now for the Canadians, and they were up one nothing going to the third. The Wild beat the Stars 3-2 in a shootout. That update for Edmonton Trailer. Looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. The Oil Kings won big 7-1 over Regina. Sunday night football, Houston able to beat New England 28-22, and uh, the Raptors led by 40 at the half and beat Utah 131-10. The Raptors are good. They, they are. got a spicy P. MVP, Great spicy season. P. Yes, no, it was a lot of fun watching them. They got a lot of people in Canada involved in interest in basketball, and they're continuing that again this year. 780-496-0063. Tony, what's going on? Not too much. I'll say about the fact the Patriots lost. So is Rob. Um, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Patriots fan. I get off a lot of slack for it. It's hilarious. Um, I got a few comments. Um, how long till you think McDavid loses his mind with the amount of holdings and all this when it comes to him, and yet he can basically do a small tug on Tanev's jersey and he gets called for it? The um, video review, I feel like it takes them way too long to, like, right after the play, if they want to call it, you know what, you have, you have a certain amount of time you can call it, you shouldn't have, oh, one minute, and then, oh, I'm going to finally call it, and then see what happens. Um, Benning, what does he do that has made him a plus player with the Oilers? I, I think he's a, a very good number five, six defenseman. I think he's, he's heady, he's smart, gets pucks out. When he's in the offensive zone, he's very good at getting pucks on net. Uh, he's a right-handed shot that is able to find Leon and, Con- uh, and Connor in in transition, I, I think he just is a nice fit on your third pairing as a defenseman. Because, like, I'm just like for Benning, I'm happy the fact. Like, I feel bad for the guy just comes back and he gets taken out again. I just, I just don't understand. I'm just wondering what he's done in his game that's made him a plus player. Like, you know, for a while I was like, you know what, trade him. You know, he's not worth it. But after knowing the fact that he has been a plus player, it just it makes you know I'm actually into a Benning you know, Benning Mania kind of thing. Yeah, no, he, I think he's, he, he's a very good number six defenseman. I think the Oilers are fortunate to have him. All right, that's Tony, 780-496-0063. Dan texting into that same number. He says, uh, love the gritty effort from the Oilers. Koskinen steady, and even with a depleted defense, played a smart, gritty game. Okay, uh, Dan says, the only thing that irritates the heck out of me is the conduct of the refs who seem to think they are the show. Before I go any further, the refs haven't cost the Oilers any games, but it's almost like they called the goalie interference to make up for missing the call on Bear. Someone needs to remind these guys that talking to a player or coach is part of their job. 
They aren't the show. No one buys a ticket to see them. Thank God, because some nights they are brutal, and I'm not just talking about Oilers games. Uh, Dan concludes by saying, love the team this year. I did call them to make the playoffs when you guys had your preseason predictions. I think I said 103 points. That is Dan texting in 780-496-0063. One thing that does frustrate players and coaches is when you try to talk to a ref and there's an arrogance and they won't talk to you, and that just makes it worse. That just leads to frustration. It leads to animosity between the player and the referee uh just be uh, just have a mutual respect i think that's what you want with refs that's not always there some refs are great some are not all right you'll hear from miko koskinen david is up next on the phone lines the oilers beat the canucks 3-2 you're listening to overtime open line courtesy heartland ford Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Diamond in front of the Edmonton bench. Here's Peterson, a best Richard save made by Koskinen. Good game by Miko Koskinen. That is his save of the game, courtesy Jiffy Lube, Be Wise, Winterize. 29 stops for Koskinen. He's 10-2-2. Let's hear from him. Happy for uh, two points, big points for us. Do you feel like you've really kind of found your stride here in the last little while? Yeah, I feel that I'm, I've been playing pretty well like uh, all year, so I just re- need to do my job every day, best of what I can. Found that the team played a little bit better as, as the game kind of got on. You guys found, found your groove, groove a little bit? Oh, yeah, sure. The third period was our best, t- best tonight, and uh, I think we outplayed them in the third, and that's why we got the win. What did you see in that third period? Because you guys shut it down, you didn't give them anything, you kept everything outside. Like, what did you what did you see in front of you in that third period? Yeah, like you described, that's what happened there, and uh, obviously it's a little bit easier to play goalie. But I have to give a lot of credit for the boys. Like, it's not easy for these back-to-back games, and they play like great, great third period, and we deserve the win. Miko Koskinen, another good outing for him as the Oilers beat the Vancouver Canucks 3-2. Jacob Markstrom started both these games for the Canucks, got the win yesterday, takes the loss tonight. He stopped 25 of 28. He was pulled with about a minute 45 to go, minute 46 to go. And uh, Leon Dreisaitl, couple of chances at the empty net couldn't quite finish off the hat trick no his best one was he got it at center ice if he would have got control of the puck at center ice he had time and he would have just whistled one past the defender into the empty net and then later in the in the shift he had one that came out from Connor out of the corner he got a one-timer but he didn't get all of it and it just slid wide uh, Connor was looking for Leon trying to get him the hat trick goal uh, Michael writes in, he goes, hey, hey guys, seeing a clip circulating on social media of Gagne apparently punching Shane after the final buzzer. Uh, is this just a bunch of pumped up guys reacting accordingly and enjoying the win? Um, we, you we've, and I we've saw briefly it. seen it. it. To me, it's too short to be able to tell you one way or the other. Um, I've been on teams where guys punch each other in the head when they win. They think it's funny. Some guys don't find it as funny and they get a little mad. Uh, I've been on teams where... <laughs> So they, this, that's part of the ritual where you, hey, hey, punch you, you punch me. It's all exciting. I have no idea. There wasn't near enough on the video to show anything. And to me, there's no story there anyways. So but I did see it. It is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it, it is pretty quick because it was the end of the game. So they cut to, quick cut to the bench, then cut to the, to the goalie. 
So it's about a second and a half. Yeah, Gagne punches and Shane's Shane. Shane's not doing Shane's just going, Shane just looks at him and goes onto the ice. So And then Archibald grabs and, and we Gagne. Can't tell, and we can't tell if Archibald's grabbing Gagne or hugging going him. To, or going to hug him. Like, so we don't want to. To me, there's no story. It's just funny. It's one of those, as my son teaches me, memes or something like that. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know. Social it's hard, media is hard, hard for, for us to guess what, what happened. And if they were mad at each other, it probably lasted two seconds and it was over. Well, there's, well I've been, we've, I've had lots of teammates. We've been mad at each other. There's, I've seen all kinds of fights amongst teammates. Those are funny too. <laughs> Especially when you're not involved in it. You can sit back on the bench and watch. All right. We have David on line three. David, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Yes, sir. Am I, uh, am I, uh, have the privilege of speaking with, uh, Robin Brown? Robin, Rob Brown? Rob Brown is here, yeah, yes. I'm here right now. Well, I'm an Antonio Albertan. There is a Rob with two B's by Cadman and near him. And I happen to see a sign that says Alberta, drive like hell you'll get there, transportation sign. And there was a bear with maggots under it. We're going fishing. So listen, I was just looking through my SO, uh, Hockey book. I don't see your name in there, Rob, from 1968. The stickers you put in there every time you fill up with gas. Uh, well, uh, I am old, but I can tell you that I was not around in 1968 playing hockey. I was just a little kid at that point. So, as old as I am, I, I am still a little younger than the 1968 sticker book. You would have been good in that era, though. You would have been solid. Well, I would have been solid because everyone else would have been slow just like me. <laughs> <laughs> would, have, would have fitted uh, fitted a little better. Hey, if you're looking to finish the play, if you're up late on a Sunday night, <coughs> wouldn't you like to go to work in the morning saying, hey, I won't finish the play last night on overtime open line, 780-496-0063. If you watch the game, now our finish the plays are notoriously easy, plus we notoriously give hints if someone's struggling. This one... I don't think we're going to give a hint because if you watch the game and or have listened to any of this show, it's an absolute freebie to get into the grand prize draw for one hour at Fast Track Indoor Karting, valued at a thousand bucks, safe adrenaline pumping fun, FastTrackKartingEdmonton.com. Hey, we should go. Whoever wins, we should go with them and have a race. That'd be pretty cool. I went go-karting, oh, it was probably 20 years ago. There was go-karting in West Edmonton Mall. Maybe there still is. There's everything in West Edmonton Mall. I don't. I haven't seen that there. Kelowna used to have... I, we used to go on our golf trip every year, and they had them in yeah, Kelowna. It was we, fun. Hey, it was fun. You're so low to the ground, you feel like... It, like it gives you the sensation of probably going faster than you are just because you're so low to the ground. Yeah, but these ones nowadays, they actually go fast. I, I know guys that do this. I mean, professionally, they have their own go-karts and stuff like that. So it'd be really cool to go and do this. So the winner, whoever wins, they get to go with me and you. We're just going to throw that in. I'm sure Chad, Chad won't mind. You sure you weren't playing in 1968? <laughs> like, you look pretty old. Well, if it was after April, because I was born in April of 68, so if it was May and on, well, probably September. I was at training camp in September. <laughs> in diapers. <laughs> All right. Is Jimmy our contestant, Angie? Give me a thumbs up. If, yes, it is. Jimmy, you're the finish the play contestant. Did you have a thought or comment on the Oilers or the game first? Well, I don't want to say anything because I, I could be seeking indictment if I just said my personal feelings. So I just say it was a nice game. Thank you very much. All right. <laughs> okay. That sounds that sounds kind of menacing, Jimmy. Or was it... Well, it is. It is. It is. But I, I, I just, uh, I'm going to put it in simple terms. You understand? I have a different attitude since 1988. We don't have to go into detail there because the clockwork of magic of the prior 1988 for a few years was so perfect 
mistake. You can, you can watch reruns of that to this day, and every time you explain it, just to watch the reruns of those games and you know, the mid-'80s, it was so beautiful. It was so beautiful, you know. Okay. Well, we're going to finish the play with you. We uh, we told you what the grand prize draws for, but you already have up to eight days parking at Jet Set Parking, the best price on Edmonton Airport parking. Book online at jetsetparking.com. Self-park as low as five ninety eight per day with the promo code CHED. Larson and Kleppbaum, slapper, save, Markstrom, rebound, kicked out into the slot, finding it, scoring, Patrick Russell. All right, Patrick Russell put the puck into the net, Jimmy. Did the goal count? Um, I'm going to say yes. It did not. It did not. It was uh, reviewed for goalie interference, and it did not count. It was not as easy as I thought it would be. I'm sorry, Jimmy. No, unfortunately for Patrick Russell, he didn't score his first goal in the National Hockey League. Hopefully next game. Hopefully he'll do it on home ice. And I tell you, you and I will be the first two guys jumping up and down for Patrick Russell to well, score his first goal. Well, he works hard. Goal. I mean, he's I, one of those underdog stories. Yeah, You kind of want him to succeed. I, I, he does everything that he needs to do to stay in the National Hockey League. Now you like a little sugar for him by getting a, his first goal. But... Uh, it's too bad because he did, as you said, he did see what it was like to score his first goal. He got to celebrate. He got to sit on the bench. And then just the look on his face when they said no goal, you just felt for the kid. All right. Uh, Darcy writes in, hey, fellas, I know the Oilers' D has been better this year, but with what we're seeing from the likes of Hughes and McCarr, does it not make you wonder what Bouchard might be able to do? Any chance we see him up with the big club this year. Oh, that's a good question from Darcy. Mm-hmm. I, okay, well, I, here's what I think, Rob. I think what separates certainly Makar and some of the other young D-men from Bouchard is skating. Yeah, I'm not saying Bouchard is a bad skater, but I don't think he's an excellent skater. So that's why they're stressing puck retrieval, getting back quicker, working on that part of your game. I mean, John Shannon, who we have on every game, uh, he didn't go as far to say that Makar skates like coffee, but there was the alluding to the fact that Makar is in that kind of breath. Like, he is effortless when he skates. Hughes, again tonight, when we watched him skate, uh, it, it, like, there was one shift. He had to have been out there for four and a half minutes and didn't get tired because he, he skates effortlessly. So I don't think Bouchard is at the same level as those two skating-wise, but that is a good point. We, we see that young defensemen can come in nowadays and have an impact. I mean, Quinn Hughes and Mikhail McCarr both run their power plays. Yeah. Like, they are the guy on both teams. So uh, the players, the kids coming in nowadays are different than it was 15, 20 years ago. And I do look forward to the opportunity to see Bouchard play at this level. I don't think it will be this year unless injuries come into play. I don't. I, I just. I think they want him to play the whole year down there. Come next year to training camp, yep. win a spot, and then stay here for the for, for for forever. But I just think right now they like where he's at. They like how he's improving down there, and the Oilers have the luxury of having a number of defensemen of, that are NHL caliber playing ahead of him. That it's not holding the team back by not having a Bouchard in the lineup. Yeah, I, I think it's it's Grady's in the minors, and you know, again, ongoing theme this season: the Oilers aren't bringing up players and saying, "Okay, like there's nobody else, so you should be in the minors, but uh, go play 24 minutes in the NHL and run the power play." Well, and what you're you're seeing too with Ethan Bear, 
Ethan Bear played a couple of years in the minors. Ethan Bear, I know he was a later draft pick. He, was he the fourth rounder or was he the fifth rounder? Right, Jones was first. It was so, Jones late fourth, Bear early fifth. So he's a but Bear was a great junior hockey player. He was a great defenseman that uh, for one reason or another he fell to the fifth round. But they let him go down in, in the minors and learn his le- game, learn his trade, uh, over ripen, so that when he came up, he was fully confident and capable of playing at this level. And we're seeing that he's in a top pairing, playing over 20 minutes a night against the other team's best players. So they want Bouchard not to get put in a position where he can find failure, because too many players have come here, and been put in that position, and their careers haven't taken off the way they should have. All right, Oilers win at 3-2 over the Vancouver Canucks. We'll call a quick timeout. You'll hear from Josh Archibald finally on the score sheet tonight. Overtime open line, courtesy Heartland Ford. Oilers hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Here's McDavid cutting inside to Darnell Nurse. One-timer score, Josh Archibald. This is first as an Oiler. Hey, Josh Archibald is on the board, finally. How much of that felt for him, Rob Brown? Uh, relief. I, I, <laughs> Amazing. It, it's going to a new team. You want to fit in, and you want to be part of that team. And when things don't go the way you want, the longer it goes, you don't have that pass where, oh, don't worry, Archie's going to score. We, he did it last year. He started slow. It's all new teammates. So it, it, it means a lot. You do not want to pick up the stat sheet game in, game out, and see a zero beside your name. He does not have to do that anymore. All right, let's hear from Archibald. Josh Archibald. Just uh, first off, just a thought on that win, being able to, to kind of grind that, that victory out when you were missing some key guys in line. Yeah, that was a big win. I think that's uh, a playoff type hockey game, you know, when you're grinding for 60 minutes like that. You know, we're down a couple bodies, but we had some guys step up tonight, and I thought it was an overall great team win. What was your first thought when they told you to play with Connor tonight? Uh, you know, a lot of excitement. One of the best players in the world. Uh, you know, he makes it easy for his wingers when he's out there buzzing around, but, you know, it was a lot of fun, and hopefully I get another chance. Yeah, well, scoring the goal, obviously, must be. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was good to get the first one, so hopefully things uh, the nerves will calm down and it'll just start flowing now. Can you describe the play? Uh, you know, it was a great play. A little cycle in the corner, McDavid tried to walk out, tried to find me originally, and the puck went to uh, Nursey at the point, and I kind of just faded off to the side of the net, and he made a great play and kind of slapped past and just tipped her right in. I guess what was the, the mentality going to play with Connor? You, and you try to stay away from just wanting to give him the puck every time you get it, or how do you kind of play off? Yeah, I think... Uh, He's very easy to read off. Uh, he talks out there a lot on the ice, especially with Neil or two. He's always talking to. So I think those two just playing together as us three, we made things easy for me. Uh, you know, they, they don't want all the puck all the time. They want it at the right times, and they'll let you know when they want it. So they made it easy. You feel a little bit bad for Patrick. He, you know, it looked like he got his first goal, and oh. you guys are celebrating, and then obviously the goaltender for his family. Yeah, it was... Uh, it's kind of a crappy deal, but at the same time, you know, he's he scored one. Might not have counted, but he's going to get things going now too, just like me, and we can just keep rolling now. Are you hoping that this kind of gets you rolling? And, and Yeah, you know, it definitely brings up the confidence, you know, when you get your first one of the year, so hopefully things just keep going forward. I understand there was a year in Arizona where you scored kind of late, and then that kind of got you going. Is that... Yeah, yeah you know, it's I don't know if it's adjustment period or what it is, just getting my bearings back, but yeah, you know, once they start going in, you know, I start getting confidence and a little more confidence in my play too. Josh Archibald. That was a nice goal, too. Nurse it, found him down low, and he deflected it in. It, it was a beautiful play by Nurse. He froze the goalie, and he froze the defenders coming out. He knew where he was going with the puck the whole time, but he wanted to make sure that he had the passing lane, and that's a tough tip. 
Archibald, being a, a, a right-handed shot, has to turn his body and turn his stick the proper way to get the puck to deflect. Not easy, uh, especially when you're holding the stick a little tight because you haven't had a, a goal yet this year. So that's a, a pretty goal, a pretty way to start your your goal <laughs> Sorry, scoring. Else. Yeah, your goal scoring career with the Edmonton Oilers. Okay, first of all, I got a note from someone very close to the situation with Shane and Gagne about the video at the end of the game where it looks like Gagne might be mad at Shane and the note was simply 100% joking and Sam Gagne on his Instagram has posted a picture of he and Shane grinning heads together looking <laughs> into the camera so well, that's let's the- not let's not I, I we appreciate the questions and hey we get it you know the orders are always the talk of the town but let's not blow this up and even if they were instantaneously mad at, us, at each other, it probably ended, and it doesn't sound like there was, it probably ended three seconds later. Well, yeah, to me, that's what I thought right from the It's just funny. It's just a funny video. And I mean, in a game where the Oilers win 3-2, that's the video that's circulating around the, around Edmonton right now. But, uh, yeah, those are two guys that aren't going to fight each other. There's, there are fights at times during hockey season amongst teammates. Normally, it's not the lightweights that are fighting. It's it's the big guys. So we don't have to worry about that. If you see Cassian punching uh, Nurse on the bench, okay, now you back up a little bit. You don't want to be in between those two. <laughs> yeah, well, Cassian didn't play tonight. So, it, well, we should... This is interesting. They would really like to have Nuge and Hopkins back. No, yes. they, they go two and two without Nuge, so good. Mm-hmm. Got some good performances Survive. from other players, uh, but you'd like him back. Would we say... He's a maybe for Wednesday. Are we comfortable putting it that way? I would think so. I, I saw him in the press box. He, he, he's ready. He wants to ba- be back and playing, but he wants to be fully healthy for him to get him back in there. You don't want to have anything nagging going forward. You want to be, uh, I mean, the Oilers got a, a good stretch here before before the, the Christmas break. They got a couple of games that are winnable. Then they have a tough little stretch, and you want Nugent Hopkins at his best. And uh, he... he played through pain and he wanted to get rid of the pain so that he could have a a great second two-thirds of this season because the Oilers right now are on a run and they want to make sure everyone's healthy for it. Mike and Smith and Cassian again we don't really know day, no. day to day it could mean anything it, it could mean like it's it's super minor and they well they have the day off tomorrow and they're practicing Tuesday it could day, sometimes day to day means well we're hoping it's nothing, but they got to get something looked at, and then it turns out to be longer. So we'll we'll just kind of wait and see on that. But hopefully, neither guy is uh, is out long term. And I mean, Chris Russell, uh, the baby's born, so I mean, he'll be back in he'll, action. He'll just be tired. Just be a little more. He'll just, just be, be a little, little tired. More, more tired. He may get he may get a hotel room for the afternoons <laughs> of the whole games. <laughs> just, yeah. I, I remember when I we first had our kids. I, went, I was so tired. I went to the doctor, and the doctor said, "Well, you." You're fatigued. You're, you're an old man playing hockey. You need naps every day. So I had him write a doctor's note to give to my wife, tell him that I tell her that I need to have a nap every day. She wrote a note back to the doctor, too, and it didn't say anything about naps. <laughs> also of note, uh, the Oilers are 10-6-1 and one on the road. That's, that's great. I mean, you want to be a 500 team on the road, uh, and they're much better than that. The Oilers are having a very good season, and... We're past the point of hoping that this is for real. I mean, you're a third of the way into the year, over a third of the way into the year, and they're continuing. I've, there are some two or three, four teams in the league that are elite. Then after that, the Oilers are not far off of 
of that. They, they've they put together a nice little run. They, they've showed they can win different ways. They're getting solid goaltending, and their specialty teams are excellent. And they got the two best players in the league right now. So things are going pretty good for the Edmonton Oilers. The Oilers have played 29 games, which is the most in the league, along with Calgary and Detroit. Detroit's last in the league. Uh, so Boston has 40. Boston has, is 19-3-5. and five. Didn't and they lose to Detroit, oddly enough? They may have. But I think it, they did. But the Boston Bruins are, are doing it because Bergeron has missed a bunch of games for them too. Like they're playing without one of their superstars. And as good as McDavid and Dreisett are having for their season, Marchand and Pasternak are having great seasons as well. As you said, 25 goals for Pasternak on the season. Uh, we watched a bit of that game. A great shot as he beat Carey Price. Made it look easy. So right now, the Oilers are fourth overall. Boston, Washington, 43 points. St. Louis, 40. Edmonton, 37. Now, the Islanders have 36 points. They have five games in hand on the Oilers, four games in hand on St. Louis and Washington, and three on uh, three games in hand on, on Boston. Uh, the Islanders are 17-5-2, so points percentage. They would jump ahead of some few teams. How about the Philadelphia Flyers right now in sixth overall? I think they got good They got good goaltending. They're getting quality goaltending for the first time in a number of years, and they got a good coach. And I think we've seen it. a good coach goes a long way. So the Philadelphia Flyers, they've always had the talent. They just have never got the saves. And now they're playing a little bit better system with good coaching and good goaltending. And I got a buddy, Big Marps, who's a, the biggest Flyer fan ever. So he's finally happy. It's been a long, long depressing time for Marps, my Flyer fan. Oilers win at 3-2 over the Canucks. Let's go back to Vancouver. Here's defenseman Oscar Clefbaum. Thought on that gritty, gritty effort by you guys to be able to come back and, and pull that one out tonight. Good bounce back game again. Uh, I think it was uh, a solid game from our side. Obviously, when, when Benny went down there, um, going with 5D, and, and we know it's going to be a, a tight game. And the way uh, Miko played tonight and the way we, we grinded uh, the game overall and got two points, I'm very happy. It's scary. scary to see Benny go down that shot. And, uh, he just comes back. From- yeah. yeah, you don't want to see that. Obviously, he just came back from, from a concussion. So, yeah. Uh, it's, it's tough. Hopefully he, he will recover quickly here because uh, obviously we need him. He's a good player. What did you guys do in that third period? Because you didn't give much of anything. You really shut it down, I guess. What was uh, I mean, it's tough because you don't want to back off too much. Um, to, to back off too much and get bad gaps and all that, it can be it can be uh, not the right answer for us. Uh, but I think I think we played solid. I mean, obviously they have some guys that can do, uh, some, do some good things with the puck and, and they're skilled. But we kept a, we, we kept a good, good gap overall, uh, even though we had 5D and, and played a solid in, in our zone and obviously our power play, power play gave us uh, uh, some momentum today and uh, that really helps as well. I know yeah, you probably categorize this as a, as a team win but what, what do you think about Connor and Leon getting to, to 50 points at this part of the year? Yeah obviously it's very impressive uh, but today it was uh, I think it was a solid team effort. Obviously uh, the special teams is, is very important for, for teams that are gonna gonna have success during the whole year, uh, and I think we're out when we're on a good way here. Obviously, our power play has been really good for us, and and, and gave us some momentum. Even though we haven't scored um, every night, we we get some momentum and feel good about ourselves. And and even our PK has been has been really solid. Uh, you were pretty collectively pretty disappointed by how you played in front of your goaltender in Colorado. Uh, how do you feel about tonight's effort and, and the way you guys were able to respond? In front of you? Yeah, it was a lot better, uh, and and. Once again, I think uh, it's a big strength of ours to to get those bounce back games. Uh, I think that that 
gives us a lot of confidence uh, and, a, and a boost that we, we, we're not going to lose two in a row and, and come back and play a solid game, even though it was, wasn't pretty all the times. And, and obviously, we, we got a, a goal disallowed, and, and obviously, we stuck with it and, and got two big points. That is Oscar Clefbaum helping the Oilers to a 3-2 win over the Canucks. Josh Archibald gets his first of the season. Leon Dreisaitl scores twice on the power play. Miko Koskinen, 29 saves. He's 10-2-2. The Oilers are 17-9-3. Their next game is Wednesday against Ottawa. We have it for you on 6.30, Chad. 6 o'clock face-off show. Puck will drop at 7.30. Thanks to Angie Quinnell and Brendan Escott working in the studio this evening. Oilers hockey is presented by World of Spas. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. You've been listening to Overtime Open Line, courtesy Heartland Ford. Edmonton 3, Vancouver 2, your final. Have a great night.